With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So what's up? FG Live. Getting a little hotter. Stove is... It went from bubbling, frozen ice... To right now, what? Bubbling? That's a good term. I'll take that. Crabs, simmering? You got anything simmering? Else? Not simmering. That's too much. That too would hot? be like Otani just signed no. and then others. I mean, there's certain reporters that keep just throwing shit at the wall and seeing what's sticking, like no matter what it is. Like, oh, the Juan Soto trade is going to heat up. Oh, Otani's close. No shit. Weeks give me, ago, give me, Dylan give me, give me, is about to get traded. Give me details. Can I, can I say the word tepid? Is it tepid? Yeah, that's a good one. Tepid. Thank you. Yep. Yeah, starting to feel it. All right, so before we get into uh, the first trade that we'll break down, I do want to emphasize that if you have questions for us, uh, we will answer them uh, later today, either on this show or on Foul Territory YouTube channel this evening. We'll be on around 7 o'clock Eastern. If Soto decides to get traded, not that it's up to him at like 6.30, maybe we'll come on a little sooner, but... Keep an eye out for that. And also, I've told people if they have questions that they don't get to somewhere, you can send them to Foul Territory's Instagram. So I will show you an example of that. Uh, Muhammad sent us a uh, question yesterday saying, if Otani picks the Jays, do you not think it's a better legacy to win a World Series for a whole country? He's more likely to go down as the GOAT. No? You think no. he's more of a GOAT? Kratz is shaking his head yes. In Toronto than he would be in L.A.? In L.A.? He's just yeah. another piece. He's just another He's just another cog in the system. And maybe that's what he wants to be, he's just another cog. But you go to Toronto and win a World Series there? You know, you know AJ, you win a World Series anywhere that is starved for a World Series, you become a legend. A legend. Well, of course. And he would become a legend for the whole country and that value Whatever it is now, like $23.5 million, the last thing I read, his off-field value, not including contracts, just his marketability for the team, yes, that legend will grow as will that number. Yeah. I think I think we just want to see him go somewhere at this point and hear something. <laughs> like, He's definitely going to go somewhere. I, but I just want to hear – Something concrete. Like, we know he was in Dunedin. We know he met with the Dodgers. Thank you, Dave Roberts, for saying it. And I know you got blasted by your GM, which I don't understand why they can't be on the same page. But thank you, Dave Roberts, for saying it. He broke the code of silence. You're not allowed to talk He's a about Otani. I love it, dude. Screw that, dude. Dave Roberts, you're awesome. Man. I agree. And we'll, we'll talk more about that coming up. Just awful. Let's do don't, the trade first. Let's talk about Otani Club. We're not in it. Trust me. <laughs> Let's do the typical Yankees Red Sox deal for charge the mound right now. Happens all the time. Casual Alex Verdugo heading over to the New York Yankees for not one, not two, but three right-handed pitchers. You want to read the names for us, Kratz, of who's going over to Boston? Yeah, Greg Weiser, Richard Fitz, and Nicholas Justice. Isn't it Dick Fitz? Judas. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Nicholas Judas. 
There's something there in, that, in that name that I just can't like. I can't figure out. Mm. Richard, he might Fred stab Fred. you in the back. That Judas guy. Ju- Judas. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, did I mean, you see Fitz this had a nice year. Fitz had a good year. Yeah, yeah, he's Eastern he's a pitching pitch prospect. Year. Red Sox need pitching. Mm-hmm. We're gonna talk in a little about twelve minutes to Gabrielle Starr, uh, who covers the Red Sox every day, about the Boston side. So let's dive into the Yankees component, and then we'll spend plenty of time on Boston. Okay, number one, they need left-handed bats, maybe some more contact. Need outfield. We'll get to Soto too. Aaron Judge, is he a corner? Is he in center field? Do we like Verdugo in general? What do you think of what the Yankees do here? I mean, we're surprised. This one kind of came out of nowhere for most people in addition to to it being the Red Sox because everyone's focused on Soto and Rumor City going on. And they're like, oh, actually, we need multiple outfielders. So let's grab this one too. For me personally, they end up getting Soto and it's Judge in center field and it's Verdugo in another corner. For me, that's not my ideal defensive outfield. I know you can get away with things in a smaller outfield, a smaller right field at Yankee Stadium. But we'll show you in a moment the defensive metrics for those three players. I also just don't love 150 games out of Aaron Judge in center field. Not that he'd get to that point, but a significant chunk of games in center field for Judge, right? You got to clog up the DH spot with guys like Giancarlo for when he's healthy. Dominguez eventually comes back, so... I don't know. I I don't love him in center. I'd rather judge long term. That's my long term asset in a corner. You? Well, even if they get Soto though, the judge is going to have to play center. That's my point. He's the everyday center. So, they said they'd be okay with him playing everyday center too, field. For me, that's too much wear and tear on his body, and too much just wear and tear on him in general. You'd rather have him play a smaller right field in Yankee Stadium where he's very comfortable, not having to move, run as much. Center field people, you have to back up both sides of your infielders, your or, you know your outfielders. There's a lot more running that happens in a center fielder than it does in a corner outfielder and a lot more responsibility. Not the judge can't handle it, but man, I'd much rather I'd much rather have him at a corner spot. But listen, Verdugo to me, gosh, he was traded for Mookie Betts, right? And he came over to the Red Sox and he had a good first year. The last couple of years have been, you know, the last few years have been kind of up and down, right? Mm-hmm. Got in some trouble last year for being late and not running balls out. So that th- you know, listen, I, I don't know enough about the minor league guys they got. And, and one of them's pitching in the big leagues, uh, Weiser. Did you say a Weiser? Yeah, yep. Weiser. Weiser. Weiser pitched a little bit in the yeah. major leagues last year. Not great Last results, couple yeah. years. But, I mean, listen, was this a dump by the Red Sox? Like, they're like, we don't really want you, Verdugo, so we're going to – and we can get something back for you. Because everyone says Richard Fitz is kind of the prize of this trade. Um well, then know. it's not a dump if you're getting. They need pitching. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is, is they Rodrigo. also could. What I meant, I don't mean a dump. Sorry, that's a harsh word. What I meant was they found somebody that would take Verdugo off of their hands and also giving something back they value, which is three pitchers. So it's not really a dump. Sorry, that was that's a Mariners word. Yeah, sorry, that was the wrong word. I apologize. For Angels that, but, too. Yeah, yeah, true, true. But, but you know what I'm saying, Kratz? Like, how much of this was okay? We don't really value Verdugo as much as maybe the Yankees do. But the funny part was, we talked about this before the show, if they use Verdugo, trade him to San Diego to get Soto, man, Red Sox fans are going to be pissed. <laughs> Thanks for your help. Yes, I would be here for that. Absolutely. Like the fact that that could happen. But I think a lot of people are going to remember Hein Bloom coming in and his first order of business, he completed it, was 
trade Mookie Betts because ownership told him to, and they weren't going to pay Mookie Betts because he wouldn't have been a great cornerstone for your team. And now Craig Breslow is going to come in, and his first move is going to be let Alex Cora get rid of the one player that he may have been a little bit bristly with here in the last few years. And maybe we're reading too much into a guy showing up late, a guy who the manager mentioned put on weight. Yes, he said it was trying to hit with more power, been attendee, did the same thing, blah, blah, blah. But there's just, there's a lot of times that his name came up and I don't remember a lot of other, I'm not a huge Red Sox fan, you know, following what's going on, but I don't remember a lot of other guys getting called out by their World Series winning manager and Alex Cora. And Verdugo's been the brunt of quite a few of them. Warranted or not, this could have been not Craig Breslow's first move as GM, but Alex Cora's first move as GM slash so manager. The Yankees, though, feel like he's a prize. And Aaron Boone spoke about how they've been on Verdugo's case for years. Not easy for those two teams to pull off a trade, but here's Booney. Um, yeah, I'm really excited about it. Um, you know, he's, he's actually been a guy that we've, we've talked about now for for a while. And, uh, you know, we're finally, finally able to get something done there. Um, you know, just he's been a guy that, you know, done some things against us. Um, I think he's a really good two-way player, you know, defends well in the corners and, um, you know, obviously really good bat to ball, left-handed. Um, you know, I, I feel like there's an edge he plays the game with. Um, so I, I'm excited about this. You know, like I said, it's it's been a guy that we've kind of tried in the past and, and to be able to get it done, I'm, I'm pretty happy about it. So my question is, there's two things about this comments. One, Aaron Boone, I mean, he's not really like, oh, I'm so excited. But what's he supposed to say? He's supposed to be like, yeah, we got a player. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's got some hits against us. Go team. He was up till four in the morning last night. Doing what? Hanging out with the with the team. Team oh. bonding session. My bad. I don't know. I'm and then second of up, all, he's I'll, probably tired. And then second of all, I'm tired of this whole thing. But second of all, <laughs> no I want to be the quarter zip rep. Because every guy that talks at these meetings has the quarter zip on. So everyone, I mean, every GM, every manager, they all have the button-up shirt with the quarter zip on. Baseball managers and front office members are not known for their fashion. I know, but it, I want to be the quarter zip rep next year at the uh, winter meetings, wherever they are. I'm just going to go in there and have quarter zips for sale, and I'll sell out in five minutes. You would, yeah. Quarter, zip, quarter zip's the new collared shirt. Scouts are wearing quarter zips all the time. Collared shirt, mm -hmm. they're trying to bang it. You know, golf pants instead of khakis. They go with the smaller Oakleys now instead of when you were getting getting recruited by the MLB. They had the huge Oakleys. The two comments that I have, he is going to react completely different when they get Juan Soto for just cause. Verdugo is not a game changer for this team. The second comment I have is he's standing behind. I love the fact that a major league manager is standing in front of minor league logos behind them, which the whole winter meetings was supposed to be a minor league logo thing. And my third comment, Alex Verdugo got traded to a team that he got in a fight with a fan in left field climbing up over the wall with after a dude threw a ball at him. How's that going to go over for Yankee fans? Well, that fan needs to apologize. 
immediately if that fan didn't oh, yeah, do so already. Yeah. I mean, that's unacceptable. Throw yeah, is it unacceptable? At his head, that dude should be He's in prison. Never, well, it's like the pizza. Remember when they threw the pizza in Boston? Yeah, except <laughs> pizza versus a baseball. Imagine True. if someone threw a baseball at you in the outfield, like chucked a well, baseball first of all, at your head. I wouldn't be in the outfield. So I understand, but I'm, I'm doing a hypothetical. You can't do right? role playing. He's role playing, Crouch. And it was really near COVID in 2021. What if a guy had like coughed on the ball and he hit Verdugo and gave and him he COVID? Got COVID. <laughs> smacked him in the head pretty good. I'd it was it uh, Steph Epstein wrote the article about how all GMs and dress all the same. Yeah, it's true. They all wear the quarter zips. Now managers are in on. They're it. not leading the league in fashion. Wait, I want to spend. Listen, I love a quarter zip. Yeah, especially playing golf when it's a little chilly. I'd rather have a hoodie, but you know, some places frown upon hoodies. So, quarter zip is always the right answer. Can, can I get your take on on Judge? I guess you you mentioned it already too, or Kratz maybe. Um, let's show this Mike Petriello tweet about. The Yankees' defense, outs above average, which I like. I mean, obviously, D metrics are not perfect, and they're behind O metrics. But Verdugo in the corners is a minus four. Judge is a plus two in center. Soto is a minus sixteen in the corners, and he said he could probably get around it with an elite defender off the bench, like a different brand of Harrison Bader or Trent Grisham, if that ends up happening with the Padres. But it would be an issue. Your thoughts on that defensive alignment. And I'll reiterate that my concern is there a little on that front, because also you do play half your games in other ballparks. Some are bigger. But my concern also is there with Judge. My number one priority as the Yankees organization is to keep Judge on the field. And yes, I want to utilize his defense, but I'd like to utilize his defense in a corner. I think they're better off with someone who's playing center field that's not Aaron Judge. Like if anything, sure, a few games, something goes on, okay. But I don't want more than, I don't know, 10, 20 games tops from him in center field. That alignment is going to spell a lot more judge in center field. Well, it has to. Because you can't play Stanton out there. If, if Verdugo doesn't play every day, all right, you mix in some DH time. But who else do they have is my question. Cabrera? Cabrera is an outfielder? No, isn't Cabrera an outfielder? No, Pereira. Pereira. They, they, moved, Pereira. Into the outf- they moved into the left. Okay, He's trying so. it out. Yeah, but Dominguez is coming back. Obviously, well, when does Dominguez game. come back? Well, that's why they. But can't here's plan what, on so that when yet. Dominguez comes back, okay, you have Soto, Verdugo, Judge, Dominguez, Stanton for four spots. Who sits? Verdugo. Verdugo. You're gonna sit Judge. You're gonna sit Judge, Soto, Stanton, Dominguez. No, you're. And you're gonna let sitting, Verdugo play. Verdugo's you're not out. Judge and Soto and. You, you you tier it. That's not abnormal. No, no, no. Judge plays every day. I understand. Yes. I just said you don't Soto sit. plays every day. Correct. Dominguez plays every day. You have two spots, though, outfield and DH. That's three outfielders I just named. G. Understand. And then you have Giancarlo Stanton. He's going to hit 39 homers this year. Who, G? Yep. If he's healthy, he might hit 50. He might not play every day, though. He's going to play every day. Oh! He's going to play every now day. that is no. a hot take. If he's healthy, he'll play every day. Every game. Every Fuck game. yeah, he will. Okay. I mean, oh, okay, so let's say he plays 145. Where do you mix in Verdugo? Man. To San Diego. Given the yeah, comments exactly. from their GM, I think 145 is a stretch. Their GM doesn't think he's going to make it through many games. Today, Giancarlo mm-hmm. Stanton thinks he's going to make it through 145. That's, and that's fine. And that's all that matters because you don't know he's going to blow his hammy out. Maybe the thing he unlocks this year, un, you know, detightening his hips. 
unloosening his arm, whatever it is that he needs to do physically. They basically said he needs to lose weight, Kratz. I mean, they said he, he said needs that? to be more mobile. Boone. Uh, well, they said he's, he's cutting weight. So in my mind, Yanks were like, hey, we got to get you a little thinner. Or maybe he's going in the body issue again. He's trying to, trying to look All good on that. Dude, all I know is, all I know is out of those five year. people for four spots, Verdugo's goes out. That's fine. I mean, that's that's fine. He's he's average offensive player, below average defensive player right now. So that's fine. He's a fourth outfielder so right now. So why make this trade? The market if, why make big. this trade if you're the Yankees if you're not shipping him to Depp, San Diego? Depp. Thank you. Stanton gets hurt. Judge no. gets hurt. Dominguez is hurt right now. He's going to San Diego. He and is going Derek, somewhere else. Derek's going to be so happy when that happens, and. Jeremy, our director, is going to be so pissed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, Priceline. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Back on FT and more uh, mounds to charge. Just like smaller mounds, right? They're, they're smaller deals. Actually, some of them are probably more than you anticipated. But let's do the trade first. Marco Gonzalez. I'm sorry if you bought property in Atlanta. I apologize. <laughs> we should have told you. No, they did. Anthopolis even said, right? What was that, a day or two ago already? Uh, please have your bags um, packed again or just you know keep them in their spot because you're moving. And he is going to the Pittsburgh Pirates. So cash and a player to be named later. Good classic baseball trade. Braves covering some of that money. Um, fits better in the Pittsburgh Pirates rotation every fifth day. They need your innings. This this is the big Pirates offseason move here. Kratz, they're making a playoff push. They are filling out their roster, that's for sure. But yeah. why, why don't the Braves why don't the Braves need somebody that pitches every fifth day? Like the Braves were struggling down the stretch. I get it. They have, you know, they have Bryce Elder coming off an all-star appearance. He's got to come back and you know, shape to be able to throw 32 starts. Max Freed hasn't made 32 starts. Strider had, you know, is young in his 32 start career here. Like he hasn't done it a ton. Why didn't the Braves need to keep him? I know their whole goal was to flip him. I mean, shoot, they, they took his contract on and they spent more money and sent it to the Pirates. Like, I, I don't, I don't know. Marco Gonzalez is a, I think he's more of an upgrade for the Braves and for the Pirates because the Pirates need more than just Marco Gonzalez. Yeah, but the Braves are counting on some of their young guys. Well, they're also they still have Morton still... Freed, Strider, Ian Anderson. Maybe some point might make an yeah. appearance. Smith Schauber, yeah, Smith Schauber, Elder. There, there's Dodd, guys there. Elder. I, I mean, think that the way they look at it is Marco's a five, right? 
and they think that they have multiple fives instead of him with mm -hmm. higher upside, and they're aiming for a two. Okay. Well, that's fine. Worth until you get that you know. two. Until you get that two, you don't want to get rid of your five. Like, But they have other fives. That's the thing. Or they feel like they have other fives. Because think about it. Come playoff time, the problem wasn't we mm -hmm. have no starting pitchers in the org. The problem was we don't feel like we have playoff starting pitchers, which are the top three in their in your rotation, right? See, There's a difference there. We're so talking about the right Braves? There, that's why the Pirates wanted him. He just struck out whoever that was hitting for the Pirates. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about the Braves don't have playoff quality starters? No, this past postseason, Strider obviously is a G. Morton was hurt. Freed was coming back, but he is a playoff starter for them. So if you're going into this season and you say, who are our playoff starters? You feel really good about Strider, Freed, Morton if he's healthy to an extent. Maybe smith Shaver takes a big next step. I don't know. I don't think they feel great about Elder, but maybe as a back-end guy because he had a great first half. But my point is, I think they're still swimming in the trade market. I think they'll be going aggressively after someone like Dylan Cease. Maybe Tyler Glass now, though it feels like it's a little expensive for them. They definitely should be playing in those waters, though, in my mind. Tyler Glass now in the NL East as part of the Braves rotation would be nasty. But I, I think they're down? playing in those waters, and that's different. So I think they felt like Gonzalez was expendable to that extent. So if you're going in that waters, why, why don't they go Jordan Montgomery? He's right in that $22 million range, and it gives you – but, but it much. gives you that $22 million that, you know, all their players are right around that sphere of 20 to $25 million. You go and get Jordan Montgomery. Like, to me, you might be right. They played for NOLA. You might be right. I will say you might be right. But it feels like they'll look at it as too pricey. Have we seen him linked to them much? No. No, but I'm saying, like, based on what you were saying, what is the plan? You have young guys. You have young guys in your minor leagues that you can always call up. Unfortunately, Bryce Elder, we'll find out this year, he has options. And if you keep a guy like Marco Gonzalez, he's solidifying that fourth, fifth spot, which needs solidification, which needs innings. And I'm not saying that Marco Gonzalez is the picture of innings until this past year. You know, he had one season where he made 34 starts. So yeah. you're solidifying that fourth and fifth spot with your minor leagues or a guy like Marco Gonzalez, a Kyle Gibson type of pitcher. Kyle Gibson is, you know, has more of upside because he's making all of his starts, but you're solidifying it. And then your minor league guys are the ones that are coming up. So if you're looking for, if you're saying playoffs, like, okay, Morton was hurt. Freed was hurt the last two playoffs. So we, we weren't able to get those guys. Then you almost have to dip your toe in the water of the Jordan Montgomery. I don't think they're going to go. I don't think they're going to go there. But it's like, what what is the plan when you say we don't want a Marco Gonzalez? Is it to just say, hey, you know what, we're good. We're going to rotate two of the best, two of the best minor league arms that we have. Yeah, they the have a lot. They, I mean, you know, it's coming back too, and I know it's coming off an injury. But they actually spoke highly of him the other day. I mm -hmm. Feel like there are like five six options for the back end of their rotation with higher upside than Gonzalez. That's just how I feel the Braves are looking at things. So if they're playing in the market at this point, they're playing for a guy that they can slot towards the top and move everyone down. I just think for them, they're looking at Gonzalez and saying, is he better? Is there more upside for him than 
some of the guys that we just mentioned. I think there's like five guys. And I think the answer is no. Like, is he is he better higher upside than Smith Schauber? No. Is he better higher upside than Yanoa? Not if he's healthy. No. Dodd, Elder. There's a whole slew. There's of a them lot there. of names that are at that back end there um, with higher upside. With That's less why. costing less too. Marco's making significantly significantly less. more money. Yes. And listen, I love Marco. I played with Marco in St. Louis when he first came came up, and he's a great dude, great pitcher. Yeah. But he's like a thumbing lefty, like control guy. And I think that what you said was right. The Braves feel like they can find those innings, whether it's through one guy or numerous guys in their organization. The trade was made for Jared Kelnick. Yeah, they took on money. It was the money dumped by the Mariners. They 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 already said that. The, yes. I mean, Anthopoulos came out and was like, we wanted Kelnick. So in order to get Kelnick, we had to take on Marco Gonzalez. And then they flipped him to the Pirates for money. Great. Great for the Pirates. Great for Marco. I think he's a free agent at the end of the year. Go out and make your 30 starts. Have your three mid three to four ERA. And next year you'll be a free agent and make some more money. Yeah. I, I mean, I think this – and you know what? And if he goes out and does a great year – there's also one thing you think about as a free agent. If you don't have a lot of options and a team like Pittsburgh, or I don't want to say Oakland, but a team that's not really competitive comes Kansas and calls, City. Kansas City, mm-hmm. guess pitchers, what? Parks. You're there for two months, three yep. months. And then in June, July, guess what? Shoop, out the door yep. to a contender, usually, right? So it's not the worst thing in the world for Marco Gonzalez. Spreading rumors. Ooh. We need music with that. John Heyman said, a clubhouse source says Otani said he couldn't see himself playing in New York. And I'm going to just add on here. So that's one. You had Jed Hoyer getting into it with our guy, Bob Nightingale. We'll ask first, about first that all, exchange. First of all, the Yankees up. and Mets haven't even been mentioned with Otani. So I, great. But I mean, they're not. Yeah, even but there's like, a reason why. There, it takes yeah. two to tango. So if Otani didn't want to play in New York, then they're not pursuing him because he said no. Right? Well, I mean,. Or maybe they got Verdugo and they're out. I don't know. <laughs> out of the Mets are too busy finding there. Japan to see Yamamoto. I don't think any of that. I think this was the first domino, and I think he ruled teams out. I think that's pretty clear. But at this nobody point. knows because he never freaking talks. Well, on that note, so you had Nightingale saying the Cubs are out, Jed Hoyer going up to Bob and chewing him out, probably over that, but we'll get the tea at some point from Bob. But I think doubled down even after that and still mm-hmm. said, yep, Cubs are out. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's not his job to please the Cubs front office. If he has someone that has told him that he trusts that the Cubs are out, he is going to do his job and report it. And I give him credit for that. Then you have the Dodgers situation with Otani, which included Dave Roberts just saying, yo, I'm getting asked questions. I'm going to be real about it. He said that they spoke. He just said like very basic stuff. They spoke. They like him. He's their top priority. Nothing crazy by yeah, no any means. But the GM of the Dodgers, because remember, uh, Andrew Friedman's the POBA, the president of baseball operations. The GM is Brandon Gomes. He spoke later about it and said, yeah, like Dave made a comment. And then they asked him if they think it would hurt their pursuit. And he said, quote, I have no idea. Apparently the Dodgers PR was talking to Doc. Apparently, there was, there's been a report even since that that Friedman and, and Dave Roberts talked it out. Dude, this sounds like second-grade no. shit. Who cares, dude? Yeah, Dave Roberts said great things. He's like, yeah, we met with him. So what? Yeah. Yeah, we use our first priority. Yeah, no shit, Dave. Yeah, and we hope he comes there. And yeah, no does, kidding. I'm still his fucking manager, and I'm allowed to talk about a yeah. player nicely and say almost nothing. Let's relax here. This no. is all from Shohei's... Excuse me. This is all from Shohei's camp. 
Correct. By them not saying anything or saying who or what or what they're doing or where they're at and all this, this that's the problem. It's all from their camp. If they would just come out and say, we've met with this team, this team, and this team, everyone would be like, the fans of those teams would be like, yeah, we got a chance. My thing is take one step even back from that. I don't even need anything from you. You don't owe us anything. That's fine. What The only thing I have a problem with is anybody in that camp telling teams, if you say something, we'll punish you for it. That's too much. That's what we've said the whole time here. And that's what causes stuff like this with the Dodgers. Guy who's been a loyal employee for a long time who's innocently saying almost nothing. And it becomes a story. I mean, sure. I, I, some people could say, well, look, we're talking about it. Well, we would talk about it anyway. I just think the fact that w- we need to hear from front office people and they're not sure and they've got to talk it out with Doc. Doc, do you, man? I mean, mm-hmm. you're doing nothing wrong. He's being... a, a a guy that has a legacy, a reputation. He manages a bunch of superstars. He he doesn't want to go out in front of the media and be like, like, oh, I have I have to be super soft about everything. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like he's got to go back into the Dodgers clubhouse this year. In the spring today on the show and talk to Freddie and Mookie and maybe Clayton if he's back and all these guys. And instead, imagine if he came out yesterday, Kratz, and he was like, I can't, I can't say anything. Uh, I don't want to talk. I'm going to make up something about it. Like he just was being a normal dude. And I think people respect that. hundred percent. They respect it and they can connect with it. Like that's, that's why people watch shows like our show. That's why people watch games or, or follow guys on Twitter or Instagram. They want to have a connection. And to me, what doc did, he was just, he was being honest during, you know, they asked him. So he's like, yeah, whatever. Like we talked to him. Great conversation. He's an elite player. Like there wasn't, he didn't say anything. He wasn't like, yeah, this guy's a turd and I don't like his dog. I met his dog. Like nothing, nothing out of the ordinary. And listen, very seldom do players get to hold teams hostage. But when you make it to free agency, essentially when you are a really good player, you get to hold teams hostage. And when you are Shohei Otani, the best player that we will see in free agency in our generation you get to hold teams hostage. So the whole like quiet, like don't tell anybody, just part of the ploy. He doesn't need to tell anybody. I'm in the camp of, you know what? This is your time to shine. Wherever you're going, you're going there for 10 years. If there is anything that makes you feel like, wait a minute, this guy stabbed me in the back. Is he going to keep stabbing me in the back for the next 10 years? But what Robert, what, what Doc said, it's good. Shohei's not going to watch that and be like, nope, Dodgers are out. I don't want to play in the World Series for the next six years straight. No, nothing's going to – now, maybe the Giants, they might need to keep their lips shut. Maybe, you know, teams that are kind of on the fringe that are – if the Cubs – if Jed Hoyer still thinks the Cubs are in on it, like maybe they need to keep their their mouth shut. But the Dodgers, they're playing with house money here. They're – they're going to the playoffs. It's just a matter of are they going to the playoffs with Shohei Otani for the next 10 years or not? And here is the clarification because, you know, we're on a show and things come out from front office people speaking. Jack Harris, who covers the Dodgers. Andrew Freeman said he and Dave Roberts had a good conversation following Roberts' comments about the Otani meeting. Freeman acknowledged he was surprised by Roberts' comments, but it seems like whatever tension there was yesterday has been worked out. And I've got infighting based off this stupid 
No. Stupid. They're Some gonna say like, sign Otani. Otani did nothing away. wrong. And I'm like, listen, I, I have to Here's I, what Otani did we wrong. We fucking love Otani. He's a unicorn. He's one of the best players ever, right? He's on the field. He's incredible. Sure, he doesn't have to offer any info. No one's asking for that. But there are multiple really, really good insiders who have information from teams who have said that essentially his team threatened Otani's team threatened teams saying, Don't say shit or we hold it against you. So him or his camp did do something right not making a huge deal out of it teams are making a huge deal out of it the Dodgers have to have internal combos with Doc Roberts to say lie to everyone and don't say anything that's all we're pointing out here we're a show we can do that again love Otani want him to thrive be on a playoff team huge fans of him we talk about him every other day during the season and the amazing shit that he does we're just talking about this situation and how it's turned into elementary school fighting within teams saying don't say this don't say that uh ross atkins be in front of a blank canvas behind you so no one knows where you are stupid all right let's move on to the next thing yeah Um, it is stupid this is too much all right real stuff ready so it sounds like craig kimball probably is going to be the closer of the baltimore orioles yeah well, yeah. Felix Bautista is no, I know, I know, but then Cano the did okay, struggled a little bit at the end, but okay. Well, Cano eh. could be well. No, they they're going to give it to him. They're going to give him the chance to close. Kimbo okay, and Cano can set up. But yeah, I, I listen. I love Craig. He's a great dude. Uh, yeah, good for him. He found another place. But you know, he's it's a it's a high wire act with old dirty Craig. Yeah, of course it is. So you know, when the guy gets on second, he drops the ball, so the guy can go to third. Like there's all, you know, there's some. <laughs> There's some there's some things there, you know, and I and again I love Craig and he took the brunt of it from Phillies kind of Philly fans there kind of yeah. towards the end, but I mean, he's been a great reliever with a lot of saves and got a chance to do do it again and add on to it. So good for Craig and good for the Orioles, but to me this is like eh okay it, really to me if Hater would meet, be mean more to me of course, but he's not going to Baltimore. They're I, not paying why not? They won the AL East zero percent. Okay, I know, but what they, what they say? I thought I said nine million for Kimbrel. That's that chump change. Is? I thought that's what I read. Yeah, but you know what Hater's going to get? Hundo plus. Listen, I'm happy for Craig, and I want him to do well. I'm not saying that at all, but to me, this isn't a. To me, the Orioles had enough depth in their bullpen to cover the loss of Bautista. I know Bautista was special, right? To me, they're still looking for the starters. That starter. Right, whoever that starter guy is, because they lost Gibson, they lost Flaherty, who they traded for. Right, I mean, I know Kramer had a good year, and and uh, Bradish had a good year, and Means is coming back. But to me, they still they need that veteran, mm, put me over the top guy, and that hasn't. And and uh, yeah, I mean, Kimbrel's a nice piece, but he's not the piece to me. Well, that's their whole goal. I think that's the only thing Kratz that Orioles fans and the team is is really seeking. Um, this offseason is, can they trade for someone like Cease or maybe Burns if he's available? Isn't that really what everyone's banking on for them? Banking on, yes. But, I mean, they can go and get they can go and get a starter. I, I think they may go and get Giolito, whether that's the right play or not. I think his market might come down to where the Orioles could spend if they're going to go free agency. They can get one of those trade pieces. But I, I really like this move for – for the Orioles. I think it is an opportunity for them to solidify the closing role, whether you think it's a high high wire act or not. The dude almost had 100 punch outs last year in 60-some innings. He, yes, he does walk guys. Yes, he gives up hits. Yes, it's, you know, it's a 19 to 30 pitch outing when he's out there. But 
he punches dudes out. And Cano had an unbelievable year, but you cannot put a predominant ground ball pitcher generally in the closer role. So I don't think they had a closer. I really like this move for the Orioles. Now, if this is the only move that the Orioles make, or if this was February 3rd and they haven't added anybody, then yes, I'm like, I'm like you, AJ, meh. But I really think they're going to add somebody. I really think that they're going to add a one free agent piece, and I think they're going to get one of the three Cease, Burns, or Glass now. I don't see Glass now. Mm-mm. Okay. I, I, I don't see. I don't know if I see Cease. Maybe, but no, Cease could. Cease is under ten million dollars this year. Got to think money uh, with Baltimore. Baltimore. Have, here's the problem I have with that money. whole thing. Baltimore can afford it. Well, that's why I just clarified. Like, uh, Matt said, you know, they they can't afford the big names, and I said they can't afford. They won't pay the big names. They have they have very clearly drawn a line there. They're not paying twenty million plus. They have the money if they want to. Of course, but John Angelos just, just doesn't want to spend it. He pays himself a ton of money. I'm just saying, the only reason I said Glass now is, number one, he's making 25 next year. Um, and two, most importantly, he's on the Rays. I mean, the Rays and Orioles could be competing yeah, the for the division. Rays are going to in the division. I don't think they would do that. But I, the others, yes. Imanaga. No. Imanaga. Too expensive. For Orioles? Yes. No. I have Only because I have him in like the 50 to $55 million range. It would be like a... It would be like uh, who did the Marlins? Who did the Marlins sign? It didn't work out for them. Like, oh, oh man, I know who you're talking. He about. He came from the but Orioles. Was, yeah, and he was already in the bigs. Gosh, man, you forget names so quickly. I do. Anyway, um, I, know, I, I, I know feel who like you're talking about. Yeah, I feel like Imanaga is is a guy. It could be a four year. Like, think about the window that they have before they get rid of Gunnar Henderson. Before they get rid of Jackson Holiday, before they get rid of Adley Rutschman. It's a four year window essentially that the Orioles have right now because they're not going to Chin sign anybody. Chen. Chen. Wei in Chen. Really Chen. Wei, Wei in Chen. Yeah. Wei in Chen. Wei yeah, in he was Chen. on Baltimore. He was good on Baltimore and then kind of collapsed. And um, I think he'll give I think he'll give them innings and I think he'll give them No, not no. happening. They won't do he, it. Too expensive. Cracked off on money. So okay. I'm I'm going hard after you right now, but too expensive. Okay. Imanaga's getting more than Imanaga's closer to a hundo. Uh, so yeah, I, have, I have Imanaga Imanaga way less than that. Okay. With the posting fee, with the posting fee, I have on him top at of that seventy-two. I think he's more like a fifty to fifty-five million dollar range pitcher, which would then cost you seventy something, right? Right. Right. So my thing is, I think he's closer to a hundo. So I think the total amount it'll cost a team is at least about $100 million. No way Baltimore does that. It's my bet. We'll see. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's it's the trade market. It's perfect for them. Hey, we've got assets. My sheet. Write it down. It's all right. Might, might have to do it. Here's, my, here's my sheet. It's pretty empty. And thank you, everyone. And yes, um, if you do have a few questions on the way out, we will take them um, during slap hands. So let's go to money moves, though. So we do have some news. We do? On the Oakland A's. Oh, this is big. I love this. Didn't you want to cover this? Oh, this is amazing to me. I'm here for the petty stuff. 
And this is as petty as it gets right here. This is here. big money petty, though. This is petty, and I freaking am here for the pettiness. Where do I Wait, even start with it? Before, before we hit the pettiness, you said, give me $500 million, and I'll show you what I'd do with it. Mm-hmm. How many dinners would AJ buy, Scott, if you had $500 million? Zero. You know why? Zero, double zero. You know why? <laughs> we can't eat the same stuff. Oh, yeah. We, he we can't eat dinner. dairy, food. Don't you can only have water and uh, energy drinks apparently in my house. No. So, I mean, you know, I'm gonna go get some nice sushi, <laughs> a big paleo. steak. You know what Scott can have? Steak and sushi. Water. Steak and sushi. That's steak like and my sushi. Go tos on the road. You just named <laughs> yes. them. See, <laughs> you guys are. You guys are just picked like the foods that I eat. You can't you have rice, Step Brothers. You guys oh, are brothers. rice. I eat rice every day. You can't every have rice. Day. There's gluten in it. We, ha- we wow. have to do some education. Eventually, <laughs> after X amount of shows. I'm going to get a cheeseburger. Scott can't have it. I, I can't do a cheeseburger. I can do a burger. With a bun. All right, ready for this? Scott Osler, who was recently on the show, writes for the San Francisco Chronicle, has absolute fire about the Oakland A's, said that John Fisher owes $45 million as part of a deal where he bought land through um, Oakland and he's going to be getting a phone call from county council um, as they will inform him that the $45 million will be due by mid-May. He owes this as part of an $85 million purchase of a half interest in the site of the Oakland Coliseum. That final payment initially wasn't due until early 2026. The timeline changes because they said in that deal, which was done in 2019, and it sounds like the A's basically forced them into that deal, saying like, if we're staying, then we get to own land because most teams now are really mm-hmm. real estate owners. That's how they cash out on owning teams, okay? But in that deal, there was a clause stating the entire balance would come due within 180 days of the A's announcement of their relocation out of Oakland. So was there an announcement? Seems to me like there was an announcement, right? They informed the county. They announced to everyone that it was approved by ownership. So they said the clock starts on November 16th when that all became official in their mind and that there's no vote for that or anything. Like they're just going to call them and say, hey, dude, 45 million bucks, go for it. There is an option too where they, at least in the article, he said maybe Fisher tries to get out of the deal, take some of the money back. No, no, what he, no, what he said, what they said was he donate it. He'd just be like, all right, I'm 40 million in the hole. Really? That's That was one of the options. They're like, if John Fisher was a nice guy, he could just donate it back. That's insane. Well, that was in the article, though. No, in the article, here, I, I'm, I got it pulled up. They said, or Fisher could simply ask out of the deal, take back the 40 million he has already paid when he bought the county's share on the pretense he was rooted in Oakland and get the hell out of the way of the development of the Coliseum site, which they're going to try and utilize for something else, obviously, now. But there was also another part of that article that said, said he could donate. donate it. He could, like, give it as a nice <laughs> gesture to him leaving and what they've done for him. So i, I got to go throw listen. up. Yeah, All exactly. Right. This is the – but what also is great in that article, they're like, he doesn't have $45 million lying around. So he's going to have a hard time. That's why they're sticking it to him. That's why I'm for all this pettiness. Like, they're like, oh, you didn't – and now there's going to be, like, lawsuits because he's going to say, well, I haven't officially announced it. But when the owners vote on it, guess what? That pretty much announces it. He says it. He informs them. I mean. What else do you need? If you're in a court and they try and say, oh, well, we haven't really announced it yet, I think you're going to lose that case. Oh, yeah. 100%. Especially also going up against the city. <laughs> I, I, I think this is great. I, 
this is one last fuck you from Oakland to John Fisher. They're like, fuck you, dude. Give us our money. And I, I can't wait to see what, how this plays out because he bought this thinking, oh, I'm going to get some out of it. And then they haven't done anything with it. And so now he's like kind of caught in a pickle here. He's like, I'm going to get rich off the land because they. Yeah. it sounds like they kind of forced them into that. So yeah. there you I go. I love it. Crouch, you don't like this? I love this. I think it's I awesome. I have to cut payroll. I'm just trying to figure out where you can find $45 million from cutting, cutting the payroll. From it's 17 easy. down? What is it, 17 last year? I'm telling you, can I predict what's going to happen here? Settlement, he gets maybe some money back on the land deal and forfeits the land and you know, or their share or whatever yeah. he has in the land so that he's completely separated from that. Trust me, you don't want him involved in anything in general, but especially in something with Oakland when just screwed over the city and he's leaving. You know, you want him involved? That's the ultimate punch in the face. Hey, I'm leaving and I still own a portion of the land there and I'm going to be involved in that project. That's not what you want. So I see this as leverage for the county to get him to give that back. What do you think? Yeah. This is all leverage. This is all power play. But it's also petty, which I freaking love. <laughs> it's so, due now. It's $45 million That's just like, oh, ho-hum. So when you talk about, like, teams and their money, like, it's hard to put in perspective. But when you're giving guys that haven't made the big leagues yet – $80 million, $24 million on a whim, and you have a $45 million, I don't even know what this would be called, like unpaid land dues. Like this is the kind of money that these people are, they're, they're, it's like Scrooge McDuck. If you know who Scrooge McDuck is, he's just, he's just swimming through his money, just swimming through his money. Also, just like I'll reiterate this, we said it earlier. I mean, he's fine. He's rich. He's super rich. He's a billionaire, and he's earned zero pennies of it. He's on third base. Thought he hit a triple. He'll be fine. They'll settle this. But it's just, yeah, it is petty. It's fun to at least say, hey, it's due right now. So more drama. Obviously, we will keep you posted. We are covering the A's as much as anyone, doing our best for the people. Let's slap. <laughs> Get a couple fan questions in here on the finish line. Ryan, big fan of the show. I agree with Scott's point from earlier about Glasnow being a fit with Atlanta. What do you think about the Jays' big move if they miss out on Shohei Otani? Because also, it sounds like Soto to the Yankees is going to happen soon. I thought that would have been a great fit for Toronto. They need offense, stack up that lineup. You know, window of opportunity could be closing for them with this current group with Vladdy and Bo and Bellinger. some of their pitchers older. What about a Bellinger? <sighs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. If I, I mean, see I it. don't know. There's not a lot of ton of free agent guys out there. It's kind of why we're trades, but yeah. Yeah, but I mean, who's a trade? Who's a bat? They, they, people aren't trading bats. I think. I think if if they miss out on Shohei, the Blue Jays miss out on Shohei. I think Mitch Garver. I know it's not. I know it's not crazy. <laughs> But I think that's that's the market. You guys on Shohei, you go for Mitch Garver. I'm saying <laughs> that's, I'm, that's, I, that's their backup plan. I, I, I don't like think, I don't think back, in, I, mean, I love Mitch Garver, I, but Shohei, Mitch Garver, didn't exactly. I think they're. The I think they're where they go is is going to be much lower. I think they have Shohei or bust, and I think it's because I don't think they need lineup. 
their their lineup should be really good. It's not like the question marks that you have with other teams that are getting older and their lineup should be good or their lineup was good years ago. It was just this season that we were saying that this lineup was going to be absolute gas. And Bellinger fits because they lost Kiermaier. But I I think the unicorn budget thing is in play where they're not going to spend like that on a player unless it's Shohei. I believe in that. But Kiermaier Kiermaier is gone. He was their center fielder. They don't have a center fielder built in. That's why no, they do. Varsho's moving a center, Varsho, which is good for it. That's good for him though, because the bat wasn't playing that well. You put it he'll in center, that plays better, and he'll, he'll hit, hit better. better. I agree. Okay, well, but I mean, still, you need you, corner power. It was like Soto. Yeah, Otani. Otani. I don't know. There's. It, it, I don't think there is. I don't know if there is a move. I mean, Lourdes Goriel. Like, have they ever played there? Hey, Oscar Hernandez, they could try him again. <laughs> I, I think that's possible. We had someone on. I don't remember who it was. I think it was Caitlin McGrath said that could be a reunion. I like Mitch Garver. I agree. I'm sorry. Like, Mitch Garver's great. This was on a great, World Series I mean, winning no, team. No offense, 134 OPS plus, 500 slugging, 344 batting average against lefties. One of the best in the biz this What do you do with Alejandro and, Kirk? What do you mean? Patch. Where, where's Mitch Garver playing there, homie? Oh, DH. He he shouldn't really catch much anymore, Mitch. He, no, he gets yeah, hurt he's a lot. That, he's, he's got that knee thing that. Yeah. DH third catcher, like twenty starts a catcher or less. You got Danny Jansen too. That's Danny my Park. point, though. Mitch is DH, and if you're talking yeah. on that front, JD Martinez. Yeah, yeah. If you start going down that route, Justin Jorge Turner. Soler. Soler. No. Mm. Yeah, I I mean I agree with all those things you just said, except another force in the lineup. They yeah well. Yeah, I had the best Solaire. pitching last year. That great pitching last year. Yeah, so good question though. Appreciate that. Um, Matthew said Orioles should go after Martin Perez, Paxton, Kluber. Oof, Kluber, Cueto, Monty. It's a big difference. Um, Stroman. Okay, I guess it was more of a statement than a question. So but. they're just filling out. They're filling out the back end of the rotation. Like going after those guys. Yeah. Besides Monty. Those are those are big leaguers. Right. We already established the whole Monty thing, but those guys are big leaguers. But are you is that what you're looking for? You're looking to fill out your rotation? Because then you're essentially just in the same spot you were last year and you're saying we're gonna get an uptick from Bradish. John Means is going to come back to be a veteran type of arm, the guy that he was, you know, all star before coming off of Tommy John surgery. But like, if you're just looking to fill out the rest of the rotation, yeah, I guess that's, they should have just signed Kyle Gibson back. Yeah. Uh, True. I, yeah. I think they need someone at the top towards the top. Towards the top. I love Brad. I I Brad- agree. I'm saying upper echelon guy with, with that group, with the top group. Okay. Bradish is the top. Bradish to me, you're moving forward. It's the top. You're not platooning with, Gunnar Henderson, Adley Rutschman, like you're not you're not saying okay, Bradish, like we're gonna bring in somebody that's gonna be the number one over you. No, I think you you cater this to being Bradish's. He's your guy moving forward. That's fine. He's your one. Cease is your two. That's my example. You know, some something like that is I think what they're looking for. Um, all right. So so two things. One, uh, we'll be back on around seven o'clock Eastern time, maybe sooner if something happens. Um, and lastly. Juan Soto, we've been hearing about it all day, even in the morning. It's basically sounded like it's happening, right? It sounds like the the posturing and negotiating continues, but it's going to happen. It sounds like 
Michael King and Drew Thorpe will be the prizes in that deal, which I will say this. There's some people that if you're if you're into what you saw from Michael King at the end of the season and you like Drew Thorpe, who is a pretty good pitching prospect, and then you're gonna get maybe one or two other pieces, that's a pretty good return. I think that's better than most people thought that the Padres were gonna get like a month ago. And maybe that's the one thing that I can try and hold over Ken when I bring him back on. Because most people were like, oh, they're not going to get anything close to the return that they mm-hmm. dished out to the Nats like a year and a half ago. Um, yes, but it's pretty good return. It's I think it's more than most people thought. I think people were looking too much at like the Mookie Betts situation. And again, not realizing that $48 million also was exchanged in that deal to mm-hmm. dump the price contract. You know? We know. You yeah. know? Mm-hmm. So, cool. Happy Soto birthday, Jose Contreras, by the way. You're not excited about that? Juan Soto's I mean, 25. I'm excited when it happens. The best when it happens. Okay. I so. said yesterday, no team needs it more than the Yankees need it right now. Yeah. That's why the deal's going to get done. Be a massive boost. Their offense was not good last year. This is this is the guy. And so good for them for getting aggressive on it. Hopefully. We'll see what happens. So you got a few hours, Yanks and Padres, and anyone else that wants to do anything, because most of the people are leaving Nashville, and we had more action here in Florida. So... Kratz, I'll see you tonight. We'll see you tonight, but uh, oh, Kratz hats. We gotta. Of course, I'm gonna wear this because this might be the last time that you see Juan Soto in a Padres hat, and me and Juan Soto look a lot alike. So I just want to make sure the fans knew that it was me wearing my Juan Soto hat. Right there, you go. A lot of love for your boy. We don't look. We don't look a lot alike. Facially, we hit a lot alike. Like a lot of people said, I was a Juan Soto from the right side. I think you should get the Caratini deal, but that's just me. We'll see you tonight. <laughs> hey, get in on the action with the FT fam at BetMGM. New customers use the bonus code FOUL, F-O-U-L, for a $1,500 first bet offer. Download the BetMGM Sportsbook app on iOS or Android or visit BetMGM.com. Sign up and deposit at least $10 into your BetMGM Sportsbook account. Place your first wager and receive up to 1500 bucks back in bonus bets if the bet loses. If that bet does lose, your bonus bets will be available once your initial wager is settled. Gambling problem or concern? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.